0: Welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed, providing expert support and advice across all your corporate finance, due diligence, tax and accounting needs. BDO have been a champion of our industry for many years and are really proud to support many of the best brands in hospitality. If you want to make sure your business is in the safest of hands financially, BDO would love to take you for a coffee to understand your business vision so that they can help you get there. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how BDO can help take your hospitality business to the top and please say that I sent you. Super
1: Sonic! Super Sonic! Super Sonic! Super Sonic!
0: Supersonic! Supersonic! Super Sonic! Supersonic! Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super Sonic! Super Sonic! Super Sonic! From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The rocket fuel podcast for food, drink and hospitality businesses everywhere. Listen up, tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips. Tricks and advice on how you can make your brand boom. So today's episode comes with a little bit of an apology and a warning because we recorded the episode, which was a wonderful episode, in a restaurant space. So there's a little bit of background noise going on and potentially some aircon slightly buzzing in the background. But I hope that won't put you off. It's really important sometimes to go and interview people in their environment and really see what's going on. This week's guest is Scott McDonald. And Scott's had an amazing career from back of house and also some time MasterChef Judge, which is quite incredible, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, then flipped across to working with brands like Mint Hotels, if anyone remembers those, then going through to Polpo, Bills, and has now popped up at Sourced Market. Sourced Market is a really incredible brand, and it's doing great things to act as a megaphone for independent brands who possibly wouldn't get listed in any other food outlets. Really exciting to talk to Scott and hear the plans for Sourced as well. They've got a real flipped strategic play happening, which I think is going to bring great things to them, their teams, the customers, and really importantly, all of the independent brands that they support. So it gives me the most hospitality pleasure ever, with a beer in hand, um, to introduce today's it's guest, who is the wonderful Scott McDonald. Very good afternoon. Uh, or well evening now, yes, we're, evening. We're,
1: we're, we're, we're sipping a beer, this is normal quarter past four activity. <laughs> nice.
0: Well, I've, I've, someday I've had some day of a lunch at uh, Hawksmill. <laughs> uh, woke up a touch hangover, hangover, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, this we're is back on the wheels. Right and yeah. then tonight's Kenny girl. This so, is gonna, this yeah. is gonna suit you right out.
1: So you've been, you've been fine for tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what's been happening? What's going on with you? Uh, no,
1: no, we're in good shape. Um, so source market now since April of this year. Um, so I'm kind of in retail grab and go space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a really interesting six, seven months actually taking a business that that was perhaps very retail-led and made a decision pretty quickly that that actually wasn't going to be a sustainable model moving forward. So we switched it to a hospitality-led business and yep. therefore focusing on grab-and-go, um, um, our deli counters, our, our spaces where we feel that there's going to be more and certainly looking at the data mm. um, that we felt that's going to be more important as we grow the business or steady the business before we go into growth and yeah. actually by making that decision pretty quick it's it's worked in our favour thank God and what about source Then, how did it start what happened so 10 years ago the, 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 the short version is the founder Ben um, lived in Borough Market and um, he felt at that stage that there was an opportunity to curate a number of food businesses under one roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so he set about with a couple of friends to come up with a way where we can get the best butcher, baker, um, not candlestick. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I was waiting. <laughs> you see where I was going there,
1: um, and um, where we'd be able to put that all on one roof. So rather than consumer going to one place or several places, you can get all of that in one place. So yeah. that's um, fortuitous timing, call it, whatever you will. So at that time, an opportunity at St Pancras Station came yep. up. Um, not what you see today. So currently, St Pancras is a 40-meter run. Yep. It was the first run as you came into the station. Or was it not the full side. thing? It wasn't the full oh, thing.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so in there was a great bakery offer, great um, coffee offer, which still is still today Um, cheese charcuterie and it kind of sort of grew from there organically over a number of years where predominantly um, the ethos and the ethos is still today is is that we will support much smaller embryotic businesses so we kind of create with a megaphone for much smaller brands that are emerging um, and we support them through that process So yeah. therefore we're kind of their platform if you will mm-hmm. and that's still relevant today as much as it was 10 years ago so a lot of new, new brands are still going to way be ahead,
0: ahead of its time massively you know,
1: massively ahead of yeah. its time and, and even now where you know where there's still everyone's fighting for every square inch on the high street and yeah. you know and actually we feel that the high street isn't perhaps for us moving forward but actually where we feel that where we do make um um some incredible inroads to um, um people's lives is within the travel hub so yeah. the train station in St. Franklins is still enormously popular um because we do what no one else does yeah. and to say a statement like that out loud you know even now with the high street as it is and so many brands coming and going is still a you know an enormously key usp for us and it allows us to be able to say right well you Know travel hubs seem to work, and we feel that's going to be a significant part of yeah. our future.
0: Well, I, I think it is, it's just you know, it's kind of like the old high street, isn't it? It's like chain, 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 chain. oh, hello, something different, for, crafted, uh, you know, it's quite f- nice
1: for sure. Well, 10 years ago, train stations um, were W.A. Smith's, maybe an upper crust, as, as great as upper crust was, a Burger King, yeah. um, uh, and if you're lucky, a fairly decent coffee shop. Now, Fortnum Masons, John Lewis us um, I mean there's there's such an enormous array now within those spaces that that, that actually from a consumer's perspective they kind of got to pick, pick and choose with it
0: so I'm even looking behind you I mean I'm looking lustfully at the wine but if we go to the other side you know you've got Dalston drinks you've got dashi, you've got Nixon kicks you've got you know and Seed Lips there as well I mean We're one of the first people yeah. to bring these guys to market and yeah. you know
1: perhaps in hindsight we should have invested in some of those spaces would have been Fairly well off now if we'd yeah. done some of those <laughs> things early days. Yeah, but, on a yacht. Um, uh, on a yacht somewhere, yeah. We'll probably have this on a yacht, yeah. Um, so I think, I think again, as the years has gone by and, and various decisions have been made about coming to the high street going to the high street and sticking to what our routes should have been, perhaps from a travel hub perspective. So that brings another swathe of opportunity mm-hmm. through rail, mm-hmm. road and other air
0: opportunities moving forward. But it's such a hard discipline to be so sure where you're targeting, like you know, it's almost like being a chef and putting too much on the plate. It's, it's you know? really, and when you've got
1: when you've got a very complex model on your hands, yeah. that you've got the retail element, which is a you know, takes a certain amount of you know, knowledge to, to navigate that, and mm-hmm. then you've got the hospitality bit, which is also a different discipline. So that's very hard to ask someone to manage a space where they've got a multitude of disciplines to manage but you know we're pretty confident with what we've done over the last six months um, through focusing on people and encouragement through our teams and you know um, really chatting about our brand values which we created a number of months back now that that we're always creating our own language with staff stuff yeah. we use so you know it's become, become a much much better place for the teams to want to come to work. I mean one of
0: the mistakes so many brands make is either they do the brand work yep. and they put it in a drawer Correct. <laughs> or they do the brand work and then it's sort of, it's for the head office team, mm. um, but to go the whole hog and you know, look, we're drinking brew dog at the moment, um, but you know they did such a good job of putting the blueprint out there and I you know.
1: Listen, I, I, I look up to a lot of these brands and I remember um um something that Karen Jones said years ago mm-hmm. Karen Jones, chairman of Baltimore and many mm. other prezzo and, and other brilliant businesses mm. and, I, and I, it really emulates with me now about Um, If you can't articulate your business or brand within a a sentence, then, you know, how are you going to articulate that to your staff? So one of the critical things for me by joining the business is I knew this story existed. How am I going to take that story from Borough Market, you know, curating um, incredible um, suppliers, being the megaphone for the smaller guys, how am I going to take that and, mm-hmm. and, and make that something that the teams live and breathe day in and day out and actually something we all believe in. So that yeah. was a, a really critical part of my early days with the source market is I need to be able to articulate that yeah. through brand values, brand pillars, brand statement, yeah. you know, all these words that are kind of circulating around what we, what we do is so wonderfully powerful.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then roll on a few months three months later, we now have a set of brand values, we have our brand statement, we have our up pillars that we all aspire to and, yeah. and that now forms part of everything that we do and so thinking before that where did it all start then if i take you back oh gosh 20 almost 26 years now showing my age um so my career started back of house oh. it's quite interesting cause my, i grew up in a family of so my father was an electrical engineer for 47 years yeah. my brother was a uh, an electrician my other brother was a master builder, and I was so desperate that I wanted to be a, a chef. I was very lucky back in the late seventies, early eighties, again showing my age, that there was a pub just in reach of our house, and I you know, wanted to earn a bit of pocket money. I, I worked in the kitchens, and I knew from a very early age what I wanted to do. Roll on a few years, went to catering college. I was very good at very good at that space. I I I I got it very well. I worked incredibly hard because, you know, I had I had no family to kind of. You know, fall back on when it yeah. came to understanding what what the hospitality space was and i had a natural passion for for cooking and i guess in now it's super yeah. cool to be in hospitality back yeah. in the late 80s early 90s it was almost one of those things that you're,
0: you're a chef yeah really
1: you're, you almost had to say and un- say understand your yeah brain. so i had a terrific early career working with some incredible people like Poi, gordon and and um had in stints in five-star hotels in London, so, so you actually worked in the kitchens. Yeah, 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 there. yeah, yeah. You know, can well, what you, was you, that? You, you, you can you can imagine where perhaps nowadays it's um, it's a world where it's heavily supported by culture, people support kindness, caring, and yeah. whilst they did exist in those environments, it was very much about you know you you, you arrived six six thirty in the morning, you were still there at midnight, half past midnight, one o'clock, the following morning, and and that that was normal. However. You know That that kind of gave gave me, even back then, because whilst I was a very supportive family, they didn't know that space at all. So I kind of had to take myself through all of that. And I was very lucky with some of the people I, I worked with. And people say, oh, you make your own luck. My view is, I think, some of the times you've got to be in the right place in the right time. Put
0: yourself in a position Correct. to be lucky. Yeah. And
1: fortuitously, I, I put myself in a position where I, I, I was. And um, I had a very successful career, back of house. But I kind of got start getting to a point where this is this, this, this where I want to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, stuck to a stove, which is it, again, it's an incredible um, trade to be in. And, and But I thought there's something more. So in the early 2000s, I moved into Haha, ha, Bar and Cantina, whether what? you remember, remember them. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it's a good day. Um, uh, St. Vincent Street, it's yep. right on the corner of Street. Yep. St. I remember the street. How yeah, much yeah, do remember yeah. that one those years later? So I got into brand then and I was part of the, um, uh, I had the food development team for then getting into operations and then that evolved into more development um, um, opportunities within London Wild Harvest um, and then that got me into um, the into product more with Selfridges so I was yeah, in Selfridges yeah, yeah. for three or four years I had a very time there we were developing their internal restaurant offer both um, London and, and, and National um and then I spent five years at Mint Hotel um growing a privately owned
0: Stagy mint hotel. Yeah. So yeah. that
1: was uh yeah. Sandy. Sandy Sandy Orr, David Orr, yeah. some all those guys. Harveston. Harveston, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So they've got very successful in the yes. operation as well. So I grew that business from crazy. from yeah. through four sites to eight with one international. And then I promised myself I'd take a week a week break. I, I mean, off. I'd, I'd worked <laughs> flat out pretty much for um, you know 18 years, and that's where bills came up. Oh, great. And um, I, I'd originally turned it down to begin with. I think if my memory serves me rightly. I, I was exhausted. I, anyway, I got talked into doing it, and you know, bills at that stage. Well, what is it? Who's Bill? I don't understand a bit. Never ever been to Lewis and and write in a handful of times over that period. You know, it was a bit of a leap of faith. And and they said, listen, the worst that's going to happen, it's going to be a disaster and you walk away six months. The best thing it Mm. could be, it could be the greatest decision, career decision you've ever made. So um, thankfully, through all the wonderful times I had it, thankfully it turned out to be one of the better um, career decisions I've I've made. So
0: So you joined the restaurant? So I joined
1: January 2012 with four five okay. um, so we had the, the originals Lewis and Brighton Reading was, uh, Reading was the, there yeah. Cambridge was four so I may have joined as the open common yeah, 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 Um yeah. and then Islington was later that year so I, I joined a business that knew what it wanted to do but wasn't quite sure how it was going to get there right. um, very much similar to this we had to look at our, our, our branding whether our, you remember Bill's was Bill's Produce Store yes Fabulous, but yeah. what does that mean to the yeah. consumer? Yeah. Pretty much nothing. So, we changed that fairly quickly to Bill's breakfast, lunch, dinner. Brilliant, I understand what it means. That's job. So, there, all of a sudden, yeah. we're creating these incredible spaces that people knew exactly intuitively what they're going to there to do. And you know, it was very much focused on Bill's heritage around products and produce and, uh, and delivering the greatest experience you possibly can. And um, you know, they're an incredible. Time, particularly over the first thirteen months, where we were, you know, working flat out to create these incredible spaces, yeah. and um, and we knew pretty quickly we had something special on our hands, yeah. and the owners of the business at that time could also see that the fact that, that we had something yeah, yeah. special on the hands as well, and then then came the the forthcoming three or four years of incredible growth. Yeah, hindsight. Uh, I've always reflected, both in private and in public, that um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, for, for that opportunity within Bills. Did, did it go
0: to, like, 80 within the five years?
1: So, um, we took it to 72. Wow. So, I put 68 restaurants in in that period of time. Um, I felt 72 <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that at the end of that journey. But what, what incredible learning, what what incredible, you know, I and perhaps no one will ever go through that level of yeah. pace of growth ever again, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to be leading that and bringing everyone along the path yeah. is, you know, it's, yeah, it was, was something I'd be enormously grateful for.
0: And then did you take a
1: break? I took, yes, no, I did actually, yeah. I, I took a few months out, reconnect with my family, two, two little girls, my wife and, 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 uh, you know which was a, a time again I was very grateful for and, um, and then after a few months an opportunity with Popo came up and we did some work with Popo that's probably where we kind of connected for the yeah, first time, yeah. First time year, so. and um, yeah we, we, we had a great run with with Popo and, and, and uh, went through some difficult times as much as like a lot of high street businesses did and um, about how do we you know, reconnect with the consumer and yeah. you know how does that brand connect with what we do day to day and are we talking all the same language yeah. and you know, all the real brand stuff that, that, that you will know intuitively well and making quite a lot of tough decisions through that, yeah. through, that through that process. So, but I think the days are gone where particularly from our what we did at Bills that that gravity of growth is no one I think will ever be in a position where they do that again. While yeah. I think growth will always be there. I think the market as a whole is incredibly buoyant. Um, there's lots and lots and lots of great news, regardless of what you read within the various press sheets or you know in the news. So I think every five to seven years, the the, the, the industry takes a bit of a reset, oh. and the great will will rise to the surface. And unfortunately, as part of that, some some businesses will won't won't survive. I think the businesses that do were the ones that are focusing on people, product, environment, and continually innovating, yeah. particularly through the product and brand. And the ones that either aren't or didn't, then unfortunately will, will,
0: will not last. The and, way, so. not enough, course. Well, I think there's a few things. I mean, I, I covered that. I just was speaking in Kiev there and one of, yeah, of course. the lines are yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. sort of hard. It yeah. like, has to be from the heart and not from a spreadsheet. And I think mm. this just isn't a made money fast in no, place anymore it's no, it's it you, you have and to be smart okay with that yeah 100% uh, you know um,
1: and I, I'm in total agreement and I think y- you do and and it's interesting that that you know I've always believed that you know managing through kindness and empathy and bringing everyone along on that journey being honest with with everyone through that journey you know going back to my bill's point is that often you know, I would say, listen, everyone, we've got to go over that hill. I have no idea what's behind beyond that hill, yeah. but we have to go that way. You're yeah. right for it? Yes, great. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you would take everyone along on that journey. Yeah, yeah. And I think if if you manage or lead that way, you are more likely to succeed through all the things that i just said, through yeah. through all of it. And you know, it, 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 it makes that journey a lot more pleasurable. But you're right, we have to get the basic stuff.
0: Well, right, I, th- it's like I think the, the growth thing just isn't there, and I no. think I was thinking about it. There, it was in a meeting the other day, and mm. I think we were talking about it. And it was like, who's going to get to four hundred now? Like, only through consolidation. Yeah,
1: and I think probably next year is is we'll you see. Think a bit bit more, be the year. I think next year will be a year of consolidation.
0: Stick some bets on.
1: <laughs> I think get or is get, that Deadpool Would we'll the Deadpool. yeah that's what we're going to do yeah we should uh, oh, cool. uh, do yeah, that yeah. yeah that'd be terrible um, um, I think the B word needs to happen yeah. and I think my view is there's um, some money behind a very big wall that's Brexit as soon as that wall comes down I think Ooh. money will flood into the sector um, I think people will start have a lot more confidence in what we're doing certainly outside of the,
0: the UK Um, I've noticed as a supplier, right? I mean, Mm. sort of around summer Mm. Mm. was just that everyone was nervous. Mm. They Uh, didn't want to commit to anything. Awful. And I've never seen it as bad, not in 20 years, but Mm. certainly 10 in hospitality. I have. I've I've
1: never seen it as bad. Mm. But then all of a sudden, though, and certainly over the last month or so I've seen it more, is is that that confidence is almost starting to creep back. And I think there's some nonsense about Brexit and the world will not end post-Brexit. Um, you know I remember it'll be
0: sooner than that uh,
1: it'll be sooner than that. <laughs> but I, I remember back in the year 2000 and all the drama about oh all the computers are going to crash in, in the world <laughs> and, yeah.
0: and then all
1: of a sudden you know the year 2000 you know came around and nothing happened mm-hmm. That's nothing it. changed so I think you know human nature tells us to be cautious um, but I think that yes there'll be some challenges that we need to overcome I think that's probably what I've really focused on. Certainly over the last three years, I've kept I've my head down. I've really focused on making sure wherever I am is, is that we're creating the best customer experience. And so far, so good. Certainly the source we've, we've yeah. turned
0: that around. And so, I'm quite curious about leadership, right? Mm. Because I had a crack at it with the agency and then gave it up. <laughs> I just kicked my ass. So I was like, I've got to go on. I'm going to just go and work myself. It's just, just a lot I'm, easier. I'm just going to take the back
1: there yeah. out of everyone. Well, yeah. Thanks very much. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: I'm a lone striker. I think <laughs> yeah. I've proved that, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Put me on the pitch and I'll score, but my teammates... You are the Gary Linnickon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali McCoy. Ali McCoy, that's... Yeah, um, yeah couldn't have right. had a ball for anything. But um, but I think, you know, just from your perspective, you've now went in at a super senior level mm. three or four times now. Yeah. What's... Day one, what's going through your mind? What do you do? I, I, what what you know? I do,
1: I, I, I park all of the formalities and I just go and immerse myself. I go and talk to everyone, whoever, whoever they do or what they do. The, the guy or the girl washes the pots, the guy or the girl who's making, making the coffees, and yeah. the management team, and I, I, that is the only way I get a true sense of where the business is. Yeah. Park all the stuff around finance and spreadsheets and PLs and all that kind of other noise, that's irrelevant. For me, day one to day 30 is getting to know who the people are and what makes them tick. Yeah. Only when I know them as individuals will I be able to make any material difference to that business. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I'm confident through how I manage mm-hmm. and how I bring everyone along the same journey together, and that's always worked pretty well for me. And I guess that's coming up through the ranks, late 80s, early 90s, is some very tough oh, not environments. To and, yeah. and 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 you know you would have perhaps thought that, that my view would have been slightly different but actually you know and having taken a number of knocks over the years that, that hasn't swayed me in any way and mm. I think you know by by showing empathy and, and managing through kindness and that was seen as weaknesses yeah. for, for years and years and years particularly coming from a back of house environment but it's always been people an saw stream. it as
0: a weakness absolutely so you'd be seen as a back Wet or something what for not being like, get on with
1: it. Yeah, I got you. See, you know, it's a tough, tough environment yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in those days. I think that that's evolved dramatically. And I think, particularly with the shortage of quality people, you can't treat people like crap yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's not, you know, how things are done to be able to retain talent, regardless of the environment, whether yeah. it's a high street brand or a mission star you've got to treat people well. Yeah. And I think, um, having treated people well throughout my career and that being the single most pillar of my personal value that yeah. I still hold oh dear, it's kind of helped me pretty well through some difficult spots for sure. I, and I, that's the thing I really focus on.
0: Well, I think it's so nice, though, that that's hired, hardwired into you because when it's a learned yeah. behaviour and it you know there's a can monster beneath it... come
1: across as not being as Yeah, genuine. Yeah, yeah, or genuine, yeah. It yeah. can come across as being... Um, almost forced or, you know, or I have to say this is part of my script because, because the HR lady told yeah. me I had to. So yeah. it becomes a little, sort of, yeah, genuine.
0: From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BDO. BDO have been long-term supporters of the hospitality sector and they are really passionate about supporting innovative entrepreneurs on their journeys and they also want to give you the right advice and support to grow your business. Just in case you don't know, BDO provides tailored advice to the sector across corporate finance, due diligence, tax and all accounting matters. BDO work tirelessly to give their clients the advice that they need when they need it to succeed. For more information on BDO and how they can take your business to the top, go to bdo.co.uk. Hashtag ad. So you talked about restaurant and retail. Hey, how are you sort of classing this now and what's the difference? So between this is now and hospitality
1: and first business, right. retail second. Right. And as part of our brand work that we did is, as I came into the business, we needed to signal what we were doing going forward. Oh. I could signal what we did, Mm -hmm. but what we're doing moving forward was critical in terms of how we communicate that internally and then longer term, how we communicate that longer term. So when it comes to hopefully future bricks and mortar sites, how do we pitch what we do as a business? So it's critical for me that um, knowing the market as I do and understanding that actually the grab and go bit was in decent growth, that's what we're gonna go for. And because that was part of what we did, but kept very secondary. Yeah. I flipped it, yeah, yeah. so I flipped it to hospitality business first, where we're still signalling the retail bit, where actually, where we you know commercially it's a lot more stronger. So you know you go for the macro detail behind all of that, but actually, you know practically and as a brand, it felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Thankfully for us as a business, it's so far the right thing from a from a switch, switch. perspective. Switch. Yeah, we're great. still, still signalling the key things to us. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, incredible retail retail what we do you know the megaphone to um, smaller businesses mm. it's true throughout whether it's retail or the grub and go yeah, or fresh yeah. produce um, that it's it's been the right decision for us as part of that brand work who are we what are we here to do yeah. we're doing this and then that's backed up all of our brand pillars and values and all that kind of stuff
0: so for anyone that doesn't know source market because there's only a few and it's you know For sure. And particularly the brand that's been there
1: for 10 years. It's still very, you know, people still don't know it exists. Yeah.
0: So how, what is that sentence that Karen talked about? What do you, what do you see?
1: So uh, Source Market acts as a megaphone for small and independent producers. Um, When we discover great products, we feel a sense of responsibility to make sure others can do, can discover them too
0: very good so you're an enabler brand that's
1: exactly what we are
0: excellent and we'll
1: continue to be that regardless of yeah. where we go or how big we get
0: that's cute so then with the offer what are the main things you're famous for then in terms of what you get if you're grabbing and going so we've got a very strong coffee offer and I guess we've
1: been very very, that's very mm. an integral part of what we do I guess there's, there are lots of people that say that, say that but mm. I guess when we are a fan club if you will recognises for that coffee parts and that's backed up by a very strong bakery offer. Um, that's backed up by a very strong grab-and-go breakfast, sandwich and salad offer. We just launched our own label, Salads and Sandwiches and Breakfast Parches, which is incredible. So I think that's going to form part of what we do moving forward. We're mm-hmm. going to grow our own label stuff. Um, and what is the coffee offer? So do, we... Do, 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 do you have so your own? Yeah, so we currently use Origin, but we've got our own blend. So they, yeah. they create our own blend f- for us. Um, um hopefully a little bit down the line we'll start creating around coffee and a lot like the other guys. But I guess the, the key thing, a critical thing for us was to get the business into good shape, with yeah. good direction, and now we can start doing some fun stuff behind the scenes that's gonna be like customers more.
0: And what about then getting that message out there? You know, what are you doing with that in terms of, you know, um marketing and online and offline and so you know? uh, I'm always a great
1: believer of having good quality marketing on and offline yeah Um, so through all of our brand values whether anyone follows us through through social media you would have seen a step change in our social Mm following so all of our brand values are now forming part of our social interaction so um, the next best thing is the value of ours so you know what I talked about earlier on being a megaphone for small businesses um, so we're always on the lookout for really cool small independent producers that we can help support bring to market yeah. again you'll see that come through of our social channels so that's going to support how, how we tell people what we do so over a period of time we're creating this story that is enormously relevant to our brand and our business because it's true yeah Um So we're spending a lot of time working our way through our social channels. We're doing a little bit of work around growing our database naturally through um, talking again about who we are, what we are, what we stand for, who we're supporting either through um, um, independent producers and and who we support through causes. So that that will always be front and centre of what we do. So it's removing the noise removing the smoke screen and really yeah. focusing on what is really important and that is that is the that's that the curation of the independent. The,
0: the. Great. And then just in terms of um you know expansion is it an international thought? Are you going to partner with like the SSPs of this world so the key whatever? Th- the key thing for us was get our house in order. Yeah. And I think that's what we, that's what we've really
1: focused on over the last six, seven months since I've been in business. Now we've put ourselves in a position where we have got a bricks and mortar site coming. It's our first road opportunity, so we're going to be partnering with um, Extra. Uh-huh. Um, they're building an incredible um, service station on the M1 Skelton Junction. Okay. It's set back from the from the main motorway. Grassroot. There's a grassroots, There's an observation deck. It's really cool space. It backs okay. onto um an rspb reserve so it's really fabulous space so so our future focus will be within travel spaces because we feel that we can own that really well so beyond that other road other rail and potentially air
0: opportunities and what about um delivery and the aggregators and dark kitchens and (laughs) all that stuff (laughs) All that horrible think, does horrible, it? Does it? Does work? it?
1: Yeah. Is it? Is it something that affects what we do? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I think we've we're introducing some technology which you may have seen through our um, through LinkedIn and, and other social channels. We're working with Vita Mojo. We're testing um, uh, a new uh, system where consumers can come in and it's almost like a kiosk system where consumers can, can choose what they want from an iPad when they walk through the door and they either go and grab it at a station and leave or they can click and collect okay. so it's something we feel that is an integral part of our business moving forward mm-hmm. That technology will play a heavy part in that so we're doing a lot of work within testing that first before yeah. we go outside with the full walls of our business so um, um, that's what we're focusing on now yeah. what we don't, we'll don't, we'll never do is replace that customer experience, experience with technology yeah. but I think through technology you can en- enhance that
0: experience. Oh. Just in terms of the supply line, are you a little bit like Brewdog and it's independent sort of die? Or is there, you know, sort of room for more eclecticism or where's your stance Not, on yeah, mainstream versus niche?
1: I think I think the business was very transfixed on working with only the small guys. Mm-hmm. Where actually I know some of the guys with them in Brew Dog, actually it's still a very cool brand, it's still craft regardless of the size I think that bit's irrelevant yeah. I think it's still fun it's still cool to be associated with they're a really cool bunch of people um, it's kind of like
0: Oasis or absolutely Stone Roses or uh, name I your think, band uh, you know uh,
1: absolutely so it, it's, it's enormously relevant yeah so partnering uh, with with the wonderful people at Brewdog is just as relevant as partnering with the tiny guys at Brick Brewery that are out in Brick Lane. So you know, it's 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 making sure that there's a there's a clear balance
0: between working well, with parts with the big ones. I think uh I was speaking to Ben. Ages ago, I like I ain't my coffee. Oh really? Oh, right. also, so Ben, what is he now? as a chairman. Uh, chairman? Yeah, yeah,
1: chairman yeah. For, for a few down. months. Yeah, he's, he's off doing other things
0: now. So, yeah, yeah lovely see. fella. Yeah. But I remember he said something great, and he said. Um, I wanted to bring the eclecticism and independence of Borough Market, mm. but with the convenience of Sainsbury's, <laughs> which that, I thought was brilliant. That should be our struggle, shouldn't it? We should and, scrap everything else.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just thought, this is great. And yeah. I, I think he said something about well, what really knocked him, right? Mm. Was he got home too late for Borough Market to actually get the good stuff. Correct so yeah. it was a bit like mm. I wish there was a place it was open after 7 where I could <laughs> yeah. get my gear <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> it's, true. it's true it's true you
1: know that 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 market may be slightly smaller than the famous like Tesco's etc but there's still a market there for it yeah, yeah. and we are well positioned to, to take advantage of that and you know people still like the story behind the craft and the artisanal and because it's real it's mm. true it's factual these people exist so for someone like us to curate that and and make a space for those people is, I can't think of anybody else that does it to the level that we do.
0: I think it's exciting, right, for a few reasons. One yeah. is, um, when you look back, and I don't want to get all morbid, but when you look back <laughs> on your career, right, mm. and you go exactly what you've just mm. read, you know, mm. realize yeah. your statement, mm. what a wonderful thing they have done with your life. For sure. It? Absolutely. You know, you're just going, this is great, because... You could work for a big corporate. How am, do this am and I going to change you know? people's lives? Amazing. And it's true. Yeah. You are
1: changing someone's life yeah. or a group of people's lives through your actions. Yeah. And that is, you know, the people that work within the source market or you partner with someone who is so embryonic. Yeah. They don't have the functionality to get that that yeah. get that product into your business. That's how, that's where we come in. Yeah. And I, the I, delight and, you know, that you're able to give to people is something that I will refer. Will chance. On. For sure. Yeah. Someone gave me a chance. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think also, if you think about your teams, potentially, potentially, a lot of millennials, they want legacy mm. too. Of and it almost, it's not that it doesn't matter how much you get mm. paid, but they're in it for what they're giving back, not for the 100%. Paycheck and look You know, when I joined this business, we had a bit of a
1: retention challenge. Um, and by not changing much and really focusing on the people part of things, you know, we've, we've cut that by a third. and and you know just by listening and acting on what people are telling me is such the shift it's nothing to do with, actually money comes way down the list um so for me it's not just about curating an incredible space for newness and incubator for tiny brands it's doing the same for your people
0: yeah and also i think the nice thing is what if someone that works here is, you know, a team member or what's that, and they've got their wee dream that they're yeah, still in their own gender, whatever absolutely. it is, you're like, oh, this is Absolutely, perfect. yeah. You and know. we could be the platform for that, This yeah. is incredibly for them. Really for cool, us, for sure. really cool. So, I know time's against us, yeah, we might need to head off in a right. bit, but it's a couple of things. Um, what about using Crowdcube? Uh, so, basically, um, Gabby's highlighted a couple of questions and it was about um, you know the experience you had using sort of crowdsourcing and yeah so that was something before
1: before I I joined the team were the ones driving that Um, I think we've got a bit of a fan club Um, people like what we do there's a genuine connection Mm. with that so I think the last raise was a successful one and again a lot of people invest are some embryotic brands that want to platform to yeah. be able to grow so look it it, it, it it helps them with their product to land it in whatever that be a chocolate bar or an alcoholic drink or you know um, whatever it may be yeah. so.
0: and what about just the market in general like what's what do you think is on the in the next couple of years what are you seeing
1: uh, uh, gosh I, I, I think we touched on this earlier on and um, you know, I think businesses whether they be grab and go full service are really focused on innovating, supporting their people, quality first, delighting customer, you know, those four things. If businesses are the ones that are really focused on delivering them, will continue to be successful. You know, I spoke about Hawksmoor briefly early on, and you know, they've been around for years, and yet they're still smashing it. Um, and they
0: did for lunch today, it was beautiful. And they did for lunch yeah. today, beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, um,
1: you know, it's very, their people, culture is very well known. Dishun, newer to the market, but again, you know, very similar values and it's not coincidence that if you focus on delivering an excellent product mm. by people who genuinely give a shit about what they're doing you're going to have go somewhere to delivering an excellent um, uh, experience so you know um, I think coffee grab and go will continue to, to rise the convenience sector will continue to rise I think where we've positioned ourselves with getting into travel spaces again enormous opportunity again for us big day part as well massive day part massive massive day part and we did those you know there's always a hotel very close by and you know even with the road where you know you've still got booze offer not everyone's going to drive the car are they so again I think that the market is is enormously set up for success that said
0: Mm.
1: there's some bigger brands I would say that are enormously struggling because perhaps they've not focused on those four things and and it's about the spreadsheet as you mentioned earlier on it's about bottom line it's not about creating the best experience possible for the consumer and unfortunately businesses that that lead by that will perhaps not survive for much longer and maybe where we saw with the wonderful Wagamamas being bought by TRG and you know, that hasn't changed anything apart of the business. You know, I'm still a Wagamama fan, and, yep. and I take my children to Wagamama's. They love it. Um, I think it's enormously consistent. Um, uh, um, another kind of brand advocate. You know, gals are doing the same. Um, I love what they're doing. And, you know, they went through a tough dispatch a few, few years ago, and yeah. now they're smashing out of the park. Yeah. It's a joy to see. It's a joy to watch because yep. it means that there is opportunity where you are focusing on what's going to make a material difference to your staff, to the customer, it's going to make a change. You know?
0: yeah. yeah. Right, last couple of questions. So, some personal things. Ah. So, we've well, got a little section called Mark out of ten. So, best city to eat in? Oh, gosh, best city to eat in? Um, Manchester very good why what's what's driving that
1: I, I think for years um, you know Manchester's a wonderful city and I've, I've, I've opened um, hotels and I've opened branded restaurants mm-hmm. there for years and years and it's been a joy to see that city come on and you know Kevin Bacon was an advocate of that city for years and years and years and uh, watching that city grow you know uh, Tom Courage enormous fan of just just I landed and uh, look, I, I think it's just the start of that city beginning to flourish again um, and it's always a joy to go to Manchester I've never ever ever yeah. it's in all the fun. years I've been travelling there I've never had any
0: issues I've always always had first class fun yeah I mean it's it, weirdly it's almost twinned with Glasgow it's very oh, Glasgow-esque true. yeah for sure I mean, for sure yeah it's just I've always feel a woman Manchester <laughs> for sure know? I
1: t- totally agree I and couldn't, couldn't uh, agree more
0: I'd like to see the red side of Manchester <laughs> flourishing as you say but anyway that might take some time so, um, what's your favourite restaurant ever? What's your, the one that you love? God,
1: wow, that's, um, that's a big one. i, I tell you for, for a very good reason. So, I, I live out in Bucks now. I used to be a London boy, born and bred, mm. but we moved out. Where are this. you? Are um, I live in near Bekinsville, so near right, right, Penn, yeah. a tiny yeah. t- t- yeah, t- yeah. village, wonderful for bringing up kids and stuff. So, my wife and I, we went to, uh, when Tom Kerridge opens, The Hand of Flower, very first time. No rosettes, no stars, nothing. It was a pub. Yeah. It was a green, it still is a Green King pub. Is but it? Really? Yeah, 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 it is. It's still on by Green I King. Don't yeah. know. So it says Hannah Flowers by Green King. Yeah. Green King. Oh, just... um, well, I'm glad so. <laughs> anyway, whatever. sorry. Um, so, very first open the doors, um, we knew from well, the early age of that business that it was onto something special. So, even now when we go back, we have to book six months in advance. Back then, we were literally booking Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. So, for a very special reason, that yeah. I guess that hand of flowers. But on the flip side of that, who do I go to today? Well, it's just an, uh, it's a no brainer. Hoppers around the corner of yeah. where we are now. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Consistently, food. Finitecker, I'm still sort of a, a great fan of in terms of what they're doing. Vagabond with um, um, their wine and, uh, and food offer again, that's come on leaps and bounds. Um, Farmer J.
0: Yeah, I'm going to a say it's a lot of Mbiba brands you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Oh, see. yeah, what am I doing
1: here? What's yeah. going on here?
0: But no, yeah, yeah. you know. The Sparler Juice did a great yeah. job.
1: They, 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 they did a lot job there. So.
0: Um, so the last couple of things was um, favourite dish. What is your ultimate, what's the dish? What's your favourite thing ever? You're um, asking
1: someone who's come from back of house yes. what their favourite dish is.
0: Gun to your head.
1: Wow. So, okay, it
0: has to be Beef
1: Wellington creamy mash um, green beans uh, and, I, and I say that it was one of the very first things that I did way back in the hotel days and where we used to make loads of them and it's one of the things that I almost often even a late teenager early 20s that I could do really well yeah. um, and even now roll on 20 years um, that I'm still able to do really really well so it's always a dish that if I was on death row for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it'll
0: be my go-to dish for sure. Nice. I do remember when Easter, um, I did a lamb Wellington.
1: Ah, awesome.
0: I left the rope, the string, oh. on the lamb. <laughs> Not ideal. I, I'm sure whoever was eating it... Um... <laughs> Full of fibre, <laughs> as they say. It's um, <laughs> supposed to be <laughs> yes. a surprise. Um, And then go-to drink. What's your go-to drink? Oh, my go-to drink all the
1: time. It's really sad, but it's gin and tonic. Or I'm really into my Italian reds, uh-huh. apparently. So uh, Van Ponicella is a okay.
0: yeah. What kind of gin, what name can you name? A, is it a particular um, brand? Or?
1: So Rockers, Rockers gin. Yeah.
0: Um, or I know it's a
1: big brand, but I really love the gin. It's Tanqueray 10.
0: Tango Tenza One.
1: Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. great gin, great gin. Classic. Um Always, yeah.
0: Listen, it, it's been amazing. Yeah, thanks for getting right. to it's meet been, you. Yeah, and really, really I've only, yeah, only yeah, known you. you through pictures yeah, and yeah. Uh, podcasts of yeah. other people. Other um, podcast, So it was so. just so nice. and you gave me such a nice welcome when I turned up today. Bless so, you, no, thank you. It's thank been you for your hospitality, I mean, and time. also midway through the podcast, the Christmas lights came on. So. That was maybe telling me five minutes left or something. But listen, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Always a joy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, by the way. So there you have it. I hope that wasn't too bad of a listening experience. Really felt like we got a lot out of Scott in terms of leadership, caring for people, caring for suppliers, and also really just looking to create a legacy rather than just a career So thanks, Scott, for catching up. It was a real pleasure to meet you. We don't know each other terribly well, so that was fantastic. A massive thanks to all of you for listening. Really stunned that people are sending through the fact that this little podcast is one of their top five, potentially, on their Spotify Wrapped. And if you haven't done that yet, do try and check out Spotify Wrapped so you can see your year in music and podcasts. It's really fascinating Also, massive thanks to BDO supporting us from day one. They've just been incredible and wishing them a Merry Christmas when it comes to, and all of you, of course. Also, thanks to Gaz and Gabby, as usual, for pulling it out of the bag and pulling it all together and making sense of my ramblings with the guests. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Bless you. Thanks for listening. Really enjoyed today's episode. I really hope that you got a lot out of it and it gave you enough value that is going to help your brand boom.